Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Beautiful people, thank you for listening to Ready Player Two. We are now on episode 95 and we have one less host than normal. Um, I'm hoping that he's going to be better by the time we do episode 100, which should be fine because that is going to be at some point middle of next year. <laughs> so, Lewis is not able to join us today because he's not feeling very well. But that's kind of okay because we got surplus podcast hosts. Um, we, we've broken glass and in case of emergency, we pulled out Lee. We tried to put him back, but he wouldn't fit. So... This week, we have Lee. Hello. We have Elle. All right. We have producer Ross. How do? And we have me. Sorry about that. Um, I haven't missed one of these in quite a long time, which I, I'm thinking I might need a holiday at some point, because I like <laughs> I like listening to other people host. We do one a month at this point, and you need a, you need a break from us already. Yeah. <laughs> Without draining. Good grief. Once a month is a lot of work. There's only so much, really, isn't there? <laughs> We're back. True. Have we all played games? We have. Yes. Some of us have bought new consoles. What? Ooh. What? <laughs> Some of us bought old consoles. <laughs> Very old consoles. Some of us bought nothing at all. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I bought new games, actually. I did buy new games. Um, right, I've been reliably informed that the order uh, of play this week is going to be that every single one of us are going to be able to talk about one game and one game only. <laughs> so I'm going to go first. That way, by the, by the end of the podcast... You will have forgotten that I had a turn, and I'll be able to talk about the other games that I want to talk about. Is that all right? I like your style. Okay, brilliant. Okay, this is good. Um, This is going to be actually a really quick one, um, and I want to bring this up because... No, right. Okay. This is a cheat, because I haven't played this game all the way through. Actually, in that case, all three of the games that I've played are cheats, because I haven't (laughs) finished any of them yet. Um, Somebody somebody brought this game to my attention on Twitter, and I thought, oh, I'm going to have a look at that and give it a go. This game is called The Signifier. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. This might be an L game. This might be an L game. Just from the title alone, I feel like it is an L game. Okay, so this is called The Signifier. Okay, so basically somebody somebody highlighted this on on Twitter. I think it was Hippie Adam. Um, And one of the guys that, that is the developer of this game essentially said, look, please buy our game. The Director's Cut Edition is out now. We've made big changes. And um, we've had a big problem with piracy. We've released the game. DRM free. Oh no. And we've had a great big problem with piracy uh, to the point where, by the sounds of things, they're going to be going bankrupt in not very long. Oh, fucking hell. And I thought, I'm going to have to get it then, right? Because you've guilted me into it now. <laughs> so. Um, had you already been playing it by this point? No. No, I've never even heard of it. <laughs> never even heard of it. I promise I hadn't pirated it. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I, uh, they've got a free demo. 
So just to make things even easier, they've got a free demo. Now, one thing I will say, because this guy on Twitter seems lovely and nice, and the game is he's actually quite beautiful. I'm going to get this out of the way now. There's some clunky as shit stuff in there. No, okay. <laughs> so there is some there is some clunkiness with the way that the it, the way that the camera is taking control of for you. There is some clunkiness in the way that you interact with objects. And if you're like me, and one of the first things that you try and do is listen to or watch all the audio or video logs that are available to you in the game. Nope. Just, <laughs> yeah, just no, allow the not great writing <laughs> to just to just just get past that. Just, You're just already video. triggering me. And you know what? If the guy, if the guy who made this game is ever, he's going to be like, I wish I'd never fucking recommended this to this guy. But, but, right? This is all setting the game up. And and there's some there's some stuff in there that I've got to be perfectly honest. I wouldn't if I'd have just played that part and not got into the next bit. I would have stopped playing the game. However, here we go. The next bit. The next bit is you've got to try and solve a crime by searching through the memories of the person who died. Okay. Sick. Okay. I'm on board. Yeah. But the memories are broken and fractured and fragmented and have to be constantly pieced together by this AI. And so you jump into the memories and they are kind of beautifully warped and twisted and have got this kind of 3D um, fragmentation going on in them. And as you move around the the... the world you can you can shift so anytime if you're playing on keyboard and mouse you can you push and hold q and it shifts you between the objective memory and the subjective memory right and you shift between the two and you so the subjective memory has got stuff going on because it's all about the emotions of the person that was experiencing them that that aren't reflected in the objective memory because that's all about uh, the actual objects that were in the room and the physical parameters of it and all the rest of it so in the subjective memory everything's a bit weird and and things aren't like normal in its little bit. Um, well, it's really scary, to be perfectly honest. And, <laughs> and what you've got to do is you've got to take objects from the subjective memory and kind of plug them into the objective memory in order to for the AI to piece together these things that are going on. Anyway, get to that part of the game. That's the bit I will say. If you decide to give this a go, there is a free demo. Go ahead and download it. Get to, forget about the other bits. Yeah, it, it looks very nice and it's very nice and all the rest of it. But like I say, there's this clunkiness that you've just got to ignore. Get to this part of the game. And it is... I've not experienced anything quite like it before. Mm. And it's quite nice. Okay. Like it's not breaking any massive barriers or anything. Let's face it. It's not a game mechanic that is groundbreaking in its way, in the way that it does things. It's just implemented exquisitely, Ooh. I think I would say. It's okay. just very nicely put together. It is only £11 right now because it's 30% off. Fun. There's around about four or five hours worth of gameplay, which they're really open about right up front. And like I say, there's a demo. So go ahead and download it. Just give I've it a shot. Many questions. Is, it, is this on Steam? This is on Steam. Yeah. Oh, I can get it on your family share then. <laughs> <laughs> See, they no. can't broke your monster. Come on. <laughs> They've had a problem with piracy. I just said this. I'm okay. joking. Um, no, no, I probably just won't play it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no let's, uh, let's rewind. Uh, at the beginning, you said there was some clunkiness with it uh, doing some stuff with the camera. Now, immediately, you know... You, yeah, you're worried about that's Okay, so there's a thing where... You know how in certain games you go to like go up to a a chair and push E to sit down. Yeah. And obviously it takes control of your character and your character sits down. In this particular instance, it's, um, 
Everything. So it's <laughs> when you walk up to a computer, it takes control of your character and kind of focus you in on the computer screen. But mm. it does it very slowly. Oh, so it's, no. it's okay because it's not going to trigger like any weird motion sickness or anything, I don't think. Okay. But it just does it very slowly. And then when you finish listening to the audio recording you were listening to on this computer, it kind of does a very slowly slight zoom out. And then you pick a next audio recording and then it does another slowly slight zoom in. And I'm just like, this is kind of frustrating, right? I, I wish I could just click on this. Mm. And the, it, it, it's not breaking, right? It's just clunky. It's just mm. not as nice as I would have liked it to be. And it, it put me off. The reason I mention it is because it did put me off. But the other reason I mention it is because I'm glad I didn't let it stop me from getting to what is, in essence, the main event of the game. So how um, is this like a first-person game or a third-person? Yeah, it's first-person. First yeah. It's first-person. It's only £10 on Steam at the minute, 10 Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's worth a punt at that price. Yeah. Don't expect great things. Yeah, and if you don't love it, not my fucking fault. I didn't make it. <laughs> I'm just telling you about it. <laughs> that that yeah, falls within Elle's weird price uh, bracket. It's under 15 it's pounds. Under so 15 it's under 15 quid. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. And it's, uh, I'll just give it a go. I'm not going to talk exhaustively about it because, like I say, I've not played that much of it. But uh, what I have played after I got past the clunky bits, very, very good. Very interesting and surreal. Oh, right. So give it a go. Not a scary game. The bits that I've played so far, anyway. Not scary, just very obscure. It's a psychological thriller. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly that. Cool. Right, so that's the only game I'm going to talk about this week until in a minute when I'm going to talk about a different one. (laughs) Okay, right. Ross sounded like he had exciting things that may have happened to him. Uh, Yeah, I bought an Xbox Series X. Okay, that's very exciting. Mm. (laughs) Finally. Yeah, so it's taken me six months to get one. Um, That's yeah. everybody at the moment. No, nobody can get anything right now. Yeah, so I had um, I had a notification set up on my phone on uh, Telegram, and I followed a, a, a link on that called Stock Informer. So whenever Amazon got stock, or when Currys or uh, all those places got stock of Xbox Series Xs and PS5s, I'd get a notification. I'd gone there. Normally, I'd miss out. Literally within two minutes, they'd, they'd sell out whatever stock they had. But I was at work last week. And I managed to get one from Curry's. Paid four seven five, I think, which is a lot. But you know, that it's is also a lot of money with yeah. with games or just on its own. Uh, with three months of Game Pass Ultimate and an extra controller, so I've got two controllers. Uh, extra controllers, pretty good because they're like fifty yeah. quid on their own, right? Yeah. So that's quite that is is that the most expensive console? Yeah, it's of, a, of, a, of a launch generation. Is I might be wrong here because I not paid three ninety nine for the Xbox One X. Which was last year. Yeah, last was that last year. Stuff's expensive, man. Holy yeah, shit. but I've managed to sell that for two hundred quid to my friend. So, okay, I've, nice. I've made it's not too bad overall. But yeah, I, I got it when I was at work, and I've, I've rejoined my old job. For those that don't know, back at Wix. Um, so I messaged my wife when I bought it and said uh, I've been bad, and she assumed I've been fired again. <laughs> got, you know that instant response when you text your wife something and you get the instant reply, "What? What have you done? What, what have you done? You dropped." It was like, yeah. "What? Just that? No, pun- no punctuation, no full stops, nothing. What? It's like, oh, I've just bought an Xbox. Don't worry." <laughs> like, um, in the grand scheme of everything that you've done in the last year and a half, yeah, yeah, that's probably one of the lighter blows that she could have had. Yeah, exactly. Could have been worse. I'll pay for that. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so it got delivered within a day, which I was pretty impressed with. Oh wow! And it is very, very nice. It, is it? 
So it's this 2001 A Space Odyssey obelisk star Tube isn't it? thing like that, yeah. It's fucking massive. The fan on top is huge. It takes up the entire top of the, the system. It, it, could um, it, be like, it could be laid down, presumably. It can be put sideways, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a like console. It. Yeah, but it's too big to go in our, our unit sideways, so it just stands next to the TV like a big fucking tower thing. And the fan on it is so strong, we've got like birthday banners for Molly up above the TV still, and it just blows them around constantly when it's on and just wafts them around. <laughs> It's brilliant because if the kids ever throw anything at it, um, Idris Elba will come out and defend it. <laughs> so it's, it's a win-win, really, isn't it? Um, I, well, honestly, yeah, it's I, good. I have been. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, I have been really confused about the form factors and the design of this generation's worth of consoles because it doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense to me at all. It's like they're essentially going, "Do you know what? Fuck your home cinema system or fuck your home entertainment system. We are a thing apart." We will not conform to whatever the fuck the design of your shelving unit or TV stand are. You will put us on prominent display because you have no other choice. You can't stack things on top of us because one of us is too short and the other Oop. one's too fluidic. Yeah. Um, and if you put us upright, there's no chance in hell that they're going to fit on any kind of shelf. So stick them in front of the TV because the TV is already too big for the TV stand because it's probably about 65 inches. Therefore, at least some of this console is going to obscure at least some of the TV. Fuck you. Thank you very much. Signed Xbox and Sony. Yeah, I've had to fuck my um, router off. That's now hidden behind the TV and it's been replaced by the Xbox. I just... <laughs> Like, I kind of get it, because they're basically PCs, right? And they're going to be bigger than normal, and they yeah, don't want people putting shit on top of them, because they're going to block all the vents and stuff. So, yeah. all right, yeah, fine. Yeah. It's very good. I mean, the GPU is 12 teraflops. I don't know what that means. Sounds impressive. It's Nobody knows what flops. that means. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows. Yeah, that's ex- exactly. That's my that's my reaction. I've worked in, I've worked in IT for... I think yeah. I've always worked in IT. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what that many flops means. I flops. Yeah, I want to see what one flops. flop looks like. Yeah, exactly. I've That's got twelve such of them. Such a bizarre term. I know. Oh, yeah, we're running off. You know, sixteen flops here. <laughs> Wait, they did a similar thing with megahertz. Do you remember when the megahertz of a processor actually meant something? Mm. Yeah. We were more. going, it's 1.5 megahertz. It's banging. Oh, I've got to get me some of that. This is five meg of RAM. You can't have five meg of RAM. Four meg of RAM. Eight meg of RAM. Brilliant. This the is numbers why went Apple up. Got into the market because yeah. uh, because nerds, nerds, we we gatekeeped. We used our own language. And we were like, oh, look at all these exciting things. And normal people were like, I have no fucking clue what you're on about. Mm. And Apple went, Thousand songs in your pocket. Really, yeah, Thank you. We understand that. That's a quantifiable number. Thank you very much. Whereas the rest of us were fucking yeah. around with was it Moore's <clears throat> Law? Moore's Law. Was, yeah. was it Moore's Law? Was, yeah, am I thinking common. the right fella? Some 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 fella's no, law, which was basically saying it was doubling the processing, doubling the processing yeah. power every every twelve months or whatever it was. And then eventually we got to the point where we were like three point six megahertz, and some clever person went, "Oh, multiple cores. Hang on a minute. Hold the phone. Multiple G- cores. Gigahertz. And then all of it. Yeah, gigahertz. Whatever. And then all of a sudden, everybody went no, black fox the entire thing up. Mm. Hyperthreading. Now we don't know what's going on. So we, we, <laughs> it's, so we've got the same, we've essentially had processors clocked at the same speed for the last eight years. Mm. So they've got to come up with ways of telling you that they're better than the previous generation. You've got yeah. more processors now. Pipelines. Words. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Pipelines. Tell them how many pipelines we've got. And I'm sat there going, how many mega pipes have you got? What the fuck is this all about? I don't know. Now they're flopping. Oh. Who knows what a flop is? Got me teraflops. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it makes things look incredible. It's the most powerful computer I've ever owned. Um, 
it's, it's, it's quiet as well. It's so quiet for the power it's got inside it. It doesn't make a sound. Even when a disc is in and it's running off a disc, it's still super quiet. It's got a so, big old fan, hasn't it? Yeah, it's huge. It, yeah. yeah, it takes up the entire top. And yeah, I'm very impressed with it. Um, so the games I already had, I already had like Madden, which was uh, Series X compatible, um, and the Avengers, which is the game I want to talk about. One of the games I want to talk about. Avengers Assemble. Oh, well, you're Christmas. only allowed one. Well, yeah, I might sneak enough one later, just like you. Everybody's <laughs> breaking the rules. So the Avengers Assemble, I had that installed on my Xbox One X, and it was 60 gig install. Still, that's quite big. Um, but when I installed it onto the Series X, it said, "Oh yeah, there's a there's a hundred gig update for this to make it Series X compatible." <laughs> yeah, 160 gig. This is installed now, All and textures. Yeah, it looks incredible. But I don't play an Avengers game to play as a new character. I play an Avengers game to play as the Avengers, <laughs> not this girl who's suddenly developed powers because of this big explosion and she's got like stretchy arms she's like um mr fantastic is it from yeah, the fantastic yeah. four yeah she's the female version of this and she, the voice acting is incredibly annoying it, it, in it's fairness a bad game i'm gonna i'm gonna play devil's avocado here yeah you might not want to play that character but there are an awful lot of people out there who have been waiting a very long time to play that character or mm. a character that looks like her and i think it's really nice that they got something i just think the timing is very off or odd at least because the issue off the is back of the massive international superstardom of the avengers films yeah. let's bring out a game that not only doesn't tie in in any way to the <clears> avengers <throat> films but features yeah. a main character that wasn't in any of them yeah, which is story. what people didn't expect that they didn't know what they what they were going to get into no one of the issues is it, the, the opening level is you take control of the four main avengers and you play all their you test all their powers out and you get to use them and then suddenly just thrown into this other part of the story and it's like i don't want this i want to be i want to be throwing a shield around i want to be throwing uh, i want to be playing the boys version of this <laughs> no. it's not yeah, that it's a girl like, it's just it's, she, she's so rubbish Stretchy arms. Who gives a fuck? He's the worst <laughs> Fantastic Four character. He is. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> let me turn my flame on and fly around or be invisible or something. But no, stretchy arms and legs. Brilliant. But yeah, it's just just not a very good game. It looks incredible, but it's not very fun to play. That is one of my pet peeves in games, in fact. Um, not not that you end up playing as a load of cool, cool awesome, muscle-bound men and then suddenly end up as a 15-year-old girl, although that has got to be up there. The, um, the okay. I don't like it when you start... Uh, with all of your powers and have like loads uh, of cool powers and then you play mm. the intro level the, the like uh, the practice area yeah with all it's of your you powers the game. and then you get shot by some kind of ray and end up in hospital and you've got none of your powers anymore and you've got to start your whole tech yeah. tree thing all over again it is very frustrating yeah it is very very annoying it, I mean it's scored I mean I should the scores are like 60s 60s out of 100s two and a half out of five it's 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 a, it's alright if you want that kind of thing but yeah i wanted something else from this i didn't get it. the whole game as that character i thought i thought that you as much as i've played so far it's like there's there's new avengers characters and there's loads of new avengers like half of the population has become rather than wiped out with a finger click they've become superheroes now and obviously some of them are bad some of them are good it's yeah it's just not what i wanted from an avengers game but yeah i don't know what i wanted to be honest but or to play the avengers to be honest you wanted yeah. a film of the. You wanted a game of the film, and the, I think this. I think they made the conscious decision to basically go games of film suck, and people don't take them seriously. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so, I mean, I've played the Captain America different. game, and yeah, Lego games aren't games of films. Lego games are games of games. <laughs> Roughly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, 
They're I know what you mean, games. but based on... So I think they've made the conscious decision to go, look, we're basing this on the subject matter that the film's used, not making the, based on the films that mm. were derived yeah. from subject matter. And I guess off the back of that, they wouldn't have had to pay for the voice actors that were in the films, probably saving themselves a whole packet of money as well. They didn't have to use their likenesses, which I would imagine also saved them a whole packet of money as yeah, well. They didn't. they don't look like them, and they don't sound anything like them, and that takes me out of it massively. Mm. It's like... Well, you've, I'm assuming you've all seen Winter Soldier and the Falcon, or the Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier. You've got, you got that, Captain America. So oh. it, it, <laughs> it, it just... Yeah, Captain America light. Yeah. Um, it, it's just the timing. I th- Honestly, I think that's the biggest problem. I think it came out at a moment right after Avengers Endgame where Avengers fever would have, was at its peak, and that was obviously calculated because they wanted to try and capitalise on it. But it's just like, look at this amazing Marvel Avengers thing that you have absolutely loved and spent the last 10 years building up to, here's a game that is kind of adjacent to it. Yeah. <laughs> that is loosely based <laughs> on the characters, but with none of the backstory history or anything. Well, yeah, okay, guess the backstory history. It's a different form of the universe. It's not even based in... It's obviously Marvel have got... There's tons of different backstories, tons of different yeah. stories, yeah. tons of different um, runs that have been done in the comics. And every story has been told five, ten different ways. This is a different way of telling the story that was shown in the films. And people weren't ready for it. I I watched the trailers and I wasn't ready for it. It wasn't something that I particularly fancied. I'm not fussed yeah. about playing as Kamala Khan. I think that's her name. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I wasn't particularly fussed about playing as her, but that didn't put me off because I didn't think you played the entire game as her. I yeah, thought as, from as the far trailers, as I've got it so far, it's just her. Yeah, so I'm hoping that does come in later in the game, but yeah, it's just her powers are terrible. Like, I don't want to have big feet and big arms and stuff like that. <laughs> you kind of like that already. Exactly. I've got that <laughs> See what I mean? don't need, need a simulator, jeez. <laughs> okay, I've been holding off on this game. I've been waiting for it to become bargain bin price. Bargain it's probably bin? worth it for, yeah, like the cheap, cheap you can get it for, but at the minute it's still relatively uh, well-priced. I mean, it, it plays well, and it looks great, because it's by Square Enix, and they make good games, but, yeah, it's just it's lacking something. No, I ain't buying it. <laughs> I ain't buying it. <laughs> I ain't buying it. I'm out. No, I will be... Uh, I was already on the fence. Not mm. on the fence. I was kind of peering at it. Just peeking through the fence. Peeking through the fence, ever so slightly, <laughs> like a weird voyeur. Um, people, people on the other side looked like they were all trying to enjoy it because they paid to get in but weren't really having that great a time mm. yeah. so I thought Do you know what I'm just going to wait until they've all gone home and see who's left behind drunk yep. <laughs> and then what were you going to do to them Take well I don't know I played the game yeah. <laughs> oh sorry I was still thinking about the game. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> this I, got, I got a bit further into that metaphor than I wanted to yeah. right <laughs> Okay, that's Ross. Ross's console and the and the crap game he played on it. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, you you said uh, most expensive console. No, the uh, Neo Geo, six hundred pound at launch in nineteen ninety. That's insane. Really? Yeah. Nineteen ninety. That's the equivalent of like five people <laughs> now. In in new money, you could buy you could buy whole people for that. Surely, six hundred pounds back then with inflation has got to be well over a grand and a half now. Surely, I'm having a look now. 
Or it may be not free. not inflation, but with compound interest, maybe. Compound. That, I mean, sorry, that's a story for another podcast. <laughs> hey, I might have got the. Um... I think I've explained multiple times before that I don't understand economics at you, all. You're just like I don't know money. <laughs> yeah, there's a money thing. Stuff stuff gets more valuable. Well, six hundred pound now in six hundred pound in 1990 is the equivalent in purchasing power to about one thousand four hundred pounds in 2021. You know what? I don't know anything about, about economics. But it was only hundred pounds off. Pretty close. <laughs> You can buy six people for a thousand pounds, Rich. Where you well, I don't know what the current from? market value is, do I? Better <laughs> kids. Kids are cheap. Maybe you can get some shelf damaged ones. I don't know. I don't know. I saw what those uh, those units were going for in Wayfair. We really <laughs> buying that many people. Just wait. After, wait till after Ross has stuck them on the shelf of the forklift. They'll be at discount price. <laughs> damaged goods. <laughs> Okay, right. So that's that's a very expensive, but not quite too expensive console because the Neo Geo was more expensive. Um, but now, because Lee's piped up, you're going to have to talk about something. Okay. Lee bought a Neo Geo this week. <laughs> yeah, I'd like one if someone's got one for sale. Uh, it's not one that I ever had in my collection, but um, I've I've completed my collection now. By the way, um, of all the I saw you ticked off your list. On everything's the done. Yeah, right from the well, right from the. The Binatone Master System, uh, not Master System, the Master TV Master Mark IV, all the way up to Commodore Amiga twelve hundred. Can we explain to everybody who's listening who might not have any idea what the fuck you're on about? What? what so I tweeted saying that I decided to reacquire because all through the years, every games console and computer that I ever owned, uh, I thought I was being really clever when they got to the end of their life and weren't worth very much money. I thought I was being really clever by making a little bit of money on them to put into the next thing. Um, and it's something I've regretted um, since uh, they've all gone up massively in price over the last year. Um, so I've decided to um, reacquire everything that I ever owned in, you know, the, every games machine that I ever owned. Not everything. Everything he's ever owned. Not everything. everything. I've ever, I want it all back. And I want it yeah. back now. Those flares. <laughs> those flares, that perm. Believe in them. <laughs> Don't talk about the perm. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, yeah, I, I kicked this off on Twitter, and uh, and I started with um, getting a Sinclair ZX Spectrum. Uh, in fact, I got two of those, and um, people on on Twitter have been so kind. I've uh, I, I was given a Commodore sixty four. Um, that was my first console. Or first, can can we just yeah. go back to that? Sorry, can you just sorry, Ross? I cut you off there. That's that was right. your first console. Yeah. Um, can we just go back to that a second? Can you say the thing that you said about Twitter? People on Twitter have been... <laughs> I Honestly, the retro gaming community on Twitter is second to none. It's amazing. See, this is not the experience that the majority of people have on Twitter. Currently. I know. <laughs> I'm as surprised as you are. <laughs> but no, they've, I, I've had so many um, amazing offers. I've been just blown away by how uh, generous people have been i've I've had to buy some of these things um and not everything's come from twitter but uh, a good example is um commodore amiga 500 the first amiga that i owned and um uh, a friend of mine lee smith lee legion smith on uh, twitter he uh he offered to sell me one basically at cost of what it cost him um and he threw in a few things uh, like a, a floppy drive emulator as well and uh, it it's um it's turned out fantastic that that com- particular computer anyway floppy drive floppy drive emulator well um, um, sorry just he's to talking in. about amigas and commodores and all kinds of, and you're laughing about a floppy drive no sorry just because when <laughs> when my wife was doing a, dis- a dissertation it was on floppies and 
my PC had a floppy drive in the front, but no floppy drive inside. It just had the port for it, so she'd put a floppy drive into my computer. It just, <laughs> just dropped it. In. Clunk. <laughs> That's where I keep my floppy disks. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> They're like tokens. <laughs> They're just feeding the computer. Oh, Feed God, the beast. Sorry, carry on. Um, yeah, so I've, I've basically completed my list now. But yeah, I want, uh, I've added to a couple of um, things. I want one thing actually the mega drive i never owned a mega drive uh, and I, no i never owned a mega drive because they're terrible um and yeah. uh, <laughs> now it's just, it's a an amiga owner snobbery thing back then it was you know if you had an amiga you didn't have a mega drive because oh, right. you know mega drives were for kids um <laughs> but now i've got one it's, it's kind of all right <laughs> i'm enjoying that a bit more um it helps that you know you've got one cartridge that plugs into the top that's got every game ever on it that that helps, um, but uh, I've recently uh, acquired my second Sega Saturn. I saw one on uh, Facebook Marketplace going cheap, and uh, went and picked it up. Uh, and the only game that I've got to test uh, a Sega Saturn is uh, Sega Rally. So I've been playing that again. Oh, I love that game! That game is so good. I honestly think it's one of the best racing games. I'm not going to say driving game because you kind of don't drive. You you kind of point it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I understand. How do you drive? <laughs> I point it. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> Describe my school run. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still think that's what... I mean, it, it's like a game with three tracks and one that you unlock and four cars. And that's it. And I mean, you can complete the whole thing in one sitting, you know, in half an hour if you just race through it. Spent so um, much money on that in the arcades. Yeah, absolutely. And the, that was the thing for me uh, back then as well. The One of my favourite games in the arcade was Sega Rally. I used to just beeline to that one if we went to the um, to Clacton, to the uh, to the arcades near the pier. We would go straight to, uh, oh, maybe Golden Axe first, but um, then um, then we'd end up on Sega Rally, and that, was, that one ate a lot of my pocket money. Back I think then. Sega Rally was the first arcade game that I ever experienced force feedback steering wheels. Mm. And Maybe that was Daytona. A revelation. Yeah, I think I played Sega Rally first, but they, yeah, Daytona had it as well. Mm. But I remember because I was being young, right? This thing, this thing practically suplexed me when I tried to hold on to the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, so all of a sudden, they go, oh, "The arcade machine's fighting back!" That's <laughs> right. What's going weird. on? Yeah, that was mind blowing then, and then. Back then, I actually won my Sega Saturn on Games Master. Um, wow. I, I've probably mentioned this before from a Dominic Diamond uh, competition. And uh, and it got delivered to me uh, with Sega Rally. I don't think I bought any other games for it. I just played that because I had a PlayStation at the time, so why would you? Um, and I, I played Sega Rally to death because it is such a good conversion. When you first see it, it's quite pixelated and, and not the most amazing thing looking you know, to look at compared to the arcade machine. But when you actually start driving and you feel yeah. it, I mean, that's what they got right. That's what Sega it plays so well. Nailed. Yeah, it just plays brilliantly. So yeah, I've been playing that to bits. I uh, I want to do what I did like um before and unlock the Stratos, I think it is the hidden the Lazio car. Stratos, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is there gonna be a banana zumba joke coming in <laughs> No, I, I was thinking about it. I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been doing. Well, I've been doing many other things, but uh, in terms of gameplay, because I've been building uh, things and modding things, but uh, 
in terms of actually playing things, that's that's about. Oh, I played some. Can I quickly uh, slip in another no, no, really no, fast no, one? No, 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 no. We'll come back to you in a minute. No, no. <laughs> Go on I want to leave that because I've been talking about this fantastic game that literally came out a few minutes ago. Ross has been talking about a console that nobody in the entire world can get a hold of because <laughs> they're rare as rocking or shit and has literally just got hold of it. And you've been talking about a game that came out in 1994. Did you really buy an N-Gage, Lee, by the way? So I made sure to put that out to your list. Uh, my friend had an N-Gage <laughs> and I mercilessly took the piss out of him for having a Cornish pasty oh, against his head. <laughs> the whole time um, so I could never have one but I was quite jealous because they are they <laughs> really good yeah, he's still got it actually I might have to. he's the one who gave me the Amiga 1200 so maybe next see birthday. if he's got it knocking around he's, yeah. he's going to try and snaffle his engage. go on then you can talk about the other thing you want to take no, rallies no, on that as well Hell's not oh, no, I was like no I don't want to talk about that no, I'll say, no screw I'm you <laughs> fine do you know what in this in this massively whirlwind one game each podcast i'll come back to you for your second game in a minute because evidently everybody else is gonna want one okay fine last and least l last (laughs) and shortest not the least not the least not the least um what have you been playing so on the switch you have access to very many games i'll choose one of my favorite ones uh, it's called Blasphemous. I finally completed it. Now, it's not often that I will stand like a side-scroller, <laughs> like a Metroidvania kind of game. We all know how much I hate them. But by God, this game is great. You play as the penitent one. So you have this Cornetto-style helmet, <laughs> right? <laughs> The aesthetics is out of a metal video. This is amazing. You fight against these monstrosities that this miracle has made happen in the world. Everyone's so excited about it. And it just, I I don't get it. Everyone's having a bad time. (laughs) Um, And you fight your way through various bosses, wonderful, gorgeous places. Oh, I love the look of it. Um, it's fantastic. It's a great, great time. Great fun. I will be playing through it again because once you've completed it and you've, you know, given the boss man a good one, two and turned into a tree or some shit, um, you get the, you get the choice to replay it all again, but you can choose like, oh, what, what level of torture would you like to go through? Would you like to do the one hit and you die kind of play style or would you like to do that? And I'm like, do you know what? For you, I will play again. <laughs> it was honestly that fun. I loved it. I had the week off, so I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a game." Chose Blasphemous because I just love the look of it. I love the art style. That that uh, yeah. that helmet looks like the nastiest Helter Skelter I've ever seen. It's so good. It, it, you... it looks like Pyramid Head's looking up. Yes, <laughs> yes. Pyramid Head is looking up. Have you seen the little? Um, if you watch the trailer, you might find the one where he like holds the Cornetto helmet that he wears up to like this slash in a monster that he does, and he fills it with blood, and then he puts it on, and it cries blood. And I'm like, this is so metal, yeah, and I love it like so your much. Games. I mean, the whole thing does look like look like it it could be painted on the side of a van. Yeah, yeah. I was like, take my money. Shut up and take my money. Jesus Christ, what ice cream fans do you have in your head? <laughs> it's the Cornetto. This one. It's, it's the, the upside-down one that's bleeding. <laughs> it's the one you don't go near. No. Yeah, he does other don't stuff in that Don't go near man. that ice cream man, kid. <laughs> it's so good. It's so much fun. 
right, Wikipedia okay, describes it as a Metroidvania slash Souls-like. So. Yeah, see, flat Souls-like, <coughs> not for me. Pe- people say, ooh, Souls-like. I hate that. Like, or just any th- hard th- game. There's other games that exist. Mm. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> it's, it's well, not I'm like... going to call it Souls-like, hell, and oh, you're not going to stop me. Fight me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'll lose, and then I'll have to fight my way all the way back to the <laughs> other fucking monsters that I had to fight it's, to get to you. It's like, I, I get it, because you have the the thing where you die and you leave a little bit of experience behind and you can go and you can pick up the stuff that you've left behind. It's not that bad. You can go to these like praying statues and like pay to get that removed. So you don't even have to worry about it. Um, there's, there's loads of optional bits and pieces. There's loads of like sneaky hidden away things. They've done some DLC and there's a sexy lady who shows her thighs and she's got tattoos. <laughs> like I was sold. I mean. <laughs> The problem, right? So I have a problem with side-scrolling games because me too. Usually, they're shit. And there's so many. What does this do that makes it not shit? I hate side-scrolling games, um, and even I found this enjoyable. I bought it because it looked cool. Okay, it does. It does look cool. Um, the graphics are great. the The Ost is amazing. I love yeah. the Ost. Um, the boss monsters, they're all really well designed. You, it's, it's not copy and paste. Like, that's the thing that I hate about some side scrolls. You're like, oh, yes, you're in the orange zone. And then you advance to the purple zone. And it's all the same monsters, but they've got a different colour. Go <laughs> <No>. Sonic. <laughs> Does this, sorry, okay. One of the problems that I have with the majority of side scrolling games is that I think there seems to be this impression that if you're going to make a side-scrolling game, it has to have a gimmick. So almost every side-scrolling game that I've gone to play in the last God knows how long has got some kind of unique, special mechanic that makes it a special thing that actually, once you once you get used to it, the mechanic kind of wears itself out. Does that have this, or is it just a solid side-scrolling slashing game? Oh, it's just solid. So you've got... See, that's fine. You've, you've got a jump, you've got a slash... You got a block, you got a charge. That's practically about. Oh, and the, you know, when you block something and it's like a parry. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. I didn't really that's use it that much, thing. if I'm going to be honest. Um, uh, it, the, you've got like different bits and pieces that you that you have in the menu. So you've got a rosary that you can equip beads to. Very easy. Very self-explanatory. You've got uh, uh, an artifacts thing where you can choose artifacts. So there's a really, really good one where it's like if you equip it, you won't die if you fall. Like off a ledge or a platform. Brilliant for me because that's like my number one cause of death, falling off the platforms. <laughs> um, and then there's you, you Maya Culpa sword thing. You can upgrade that with souls and have like different button mashy doodads but i didn't really bother with that um yeah i've just I'm, I'm sorry i'm watching a video while you're talking and at one point in the video he starts slashing somebody and then gives up grabs them by the face and repeatedly stabs them in each eyeball oh no that's a that's an insta kill so there'll be like a little little button yeah, no shit that will... And then another bit, yeah. um, he's walking along and a great big demon baby in the background picks him up by both arms and pulls him in half. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
All right. That can happen. Yeah, I might be, I might be into this. <laughs> is it? Oh, there's a there's a there's a boss monster rich that's like this baby in the background that cries whilst this giant centipedes comes at you with a human face. Um, and I'm out Amazing. again. Amazing. I'm out again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to play that ever again. That's nightmare fuel. Pixelated nightmare fuel. Right. It's Team Seventeen as well. Jeez, that's a that is a distance away from the cartoony fart that that Team Seventeen normally shits out. It's very good. It was kickstarted originally. They didn't get me. I've sworn off the kickstarters now. I promise, Mm. no more. (laughs) I can quit whenever I like. But it is so. It's it's honestly very good. I'm into this. I'm trying to decide if I am. I, I'm not going to lie. I've, I, you if, know, we ever, if we ever all meet up again, I will bring my Switch and you can have a play. It looks like something that would actually play really nicely on an arcade machine, bizarrely. It's a Steam version. Um, the, I, I used to do this. I was horrible for this. Um, but I feel like now that we've come back in a more honest format, I can do this this other thing. We used to, like, we'd, we'd listen to, to games, not just Elle's games, but she tends to be a little bit more on the batshit end of the spectrum. Um, but we'd, like, listen to people go, talking about games and go, yeah, yeah, great, mm-hmm, I'll have to check that out. But now I feel comfortable enough around all of you guys and the fact that there's only about five people listening to us to say, yeah, mm-hmm, okay, never going to play that. <laughs> I am never going to play that. It's not for everyone. Not everyone. But that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Not every game is for everyone. Um, I do like the look of it. I do like the aesthetic, and I do think some of it looks pretty cool. It's beautiful. Um, But the idea of me actually dropping money on it is something that's probably not going to happen. I was like... Here, take take my wallet. <laughs> take my money. <laughs> I, I say that, but I spent a ridiculous amount of money on games recently. Okay, how much, how much was it? I have no clue. I I, I she don't pirated know. it. I was like, buy buy on the Nintendo <laughs> store. It, on it the twenty Switch, quid on Steam. So. On the Switch, they're so expensive. When so quid. I don't look. Jesus, I was out before, but. No, I'd I'd already gotten out the car, but I'm in a different county now. I think I'd pick that up in a sale. I pick it. I, I think yeah. I pick it up for a fiver. If it was a fiver, I pick it up. Um, That's not necessarily because the game looks like it's only worth a fiver. That's because my interest in it is only worth a fiver. I played it for thirty hours, thirty-three hours on my first playthrough. Thirty-three hours for a side scroller. That's good value. Rich. Okay. The best thing is, got a demo. Oh, is it? No. Oh, do they? Mm. And I'm back in. I have tentatively got back in the car. <gasps> and some of the some of the names of these things that are inside the game. Fucking amazing. 
absolutely amazing. $24.99 on Switch. And all that is in pounds. But How many? $24.99. Oh, bargain. Well, it's probably just 25 cheaper. quid on. Yeah. Compared to a lot of Switch games. 33 like hours. Your firstborn. Mm. It's well good. Yeah. Right, installing. <laughs> oh, don't worry about your bandwidth. I, I am not worried about my bandwidth. <laughs> I am not in, I'm definitely no longer worried about my bandwidth. And it's finished downloading. What? Right. <laughs> that was my first game. <laughs> that, that was Al's first game. Okay, fine. Can I talk about another game then that I've played? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do two. Go on, let's do two. Go on, Tiki two. <laughs> oh, fine. Okay, so I stopped playing Rust. Just, just to get Oh, my God. I'm no longer that guy. I may go back to being that guy at some point. I had a fantastic <laughs> time on Rust. I really enjoyed it. Um, but it wears out its welcome after all. I watched, Not someone, a bad way. I watched someone stream it in, in your Discord the other day and I had no idea what the fuck was going on. It was so in, dark, I couldn't see anything. Exactly. If you were watching it in our Discord the other day, you were watching Ark. <laughs> Is that not the same game? Which it, <laughs> no, pretty much. No. Just more dinosaurs. Did, did it have dinosaurs in it? Yeah, I thought it was too dark. I couldn't turn it. <laughs> <laughs> it did you? Did you? Did it sound like in the darkness there might be some dinosaurs? <laughs> it looked like Minecraft if it wasn't blocky and it was more polygonic. <laughs> All right, okay. Is it not the same game? Not the same thing? No, no, no. That's definitely not the same game. Right, okay. Ark, Ark is like Rust, only right. it's a bit shitter in my opinion, <laughs> and there's a, and it's got a hundred percent more dinosaurs. Mathematically, because Rust has no dinosaurs at all. Um, okay. It's a kind of similar thing because they're both survival games. They've got pretty different mechanics and the way that they work is fairly significantly different. Um, they've both got their own things. But anyway, I didn't You're done with both anyway. So. Craig's been playing that. Um, I finished playing Rust, done playing Rust, had a really good time. They brought out new updates. It was already enjoyable, but it gets a bit repetitive after a while. So I decided I needed to play something different. So I looked around to try and find a game that I wanted to play and decided that I fancied playing something a little bit open worldy RPG adventure So. Come back to Minecraft, haven't you? No, I haven't gone back to Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, there is a surprising amount of people who are trying to tempt me back into Minecraft at the minute. Every week, because we're, we're in one of these phases where we're looking for new games to play. Yeah. And every week somebody goes, oh, should we, should we, should we play Minecraft? I'm like, no. No, I don't. No. I beat Minecraft. Yeah. I completed Minecraft. I don't need to play it anymore. No, the game that I got, I got two, and I might talk about the other one at some point, but I'm going to leave it for now. I got The Outer Worlds. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, decided I wanted to play something a little bit RPG, um, Fallout-esque, and the trailer looks really cool, and it looks very exciting, and it has got looks like it's got great comedy in it, and it's kind of Fallout, Fallout-y, but they make a very big point of saying it is made by the original creators of Fallout, not this recent riffraff that did that 76 nonsense, the original creators of Fallout, and the people who made Fallout New Vegas. And uh, immediately, I'm just like, well, okay, I love the original Fallout games, and I love Fallout New Vegas, so you're ticking all the right boxes. You know on Google so I, when you type something and it says people also ask? Uh, right. Is Outer Worlds like Fallout? Is Outer Worlds a Fallout ripoff? Is Outer Worlds as good a game as New Vegas? <laughs> I can answer all Top of the questions, actually. So what was the first question? Is it like Fallout? Yes. Next one. Is it a Fallout ripoff? Probably. Next. Is it as good as New Vegas? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. It is very good. 
I can't say it's as good as New Vegas because New Vegas was New Vegas was an experience and it was an experience of its time at the moment that I played it. And there are certain games that are like that. And no matter what happens, unless you go back to that game, which you should never do, if you have a game that's like that, that impacted your life in, a, in such a great and positive way, yeah. don't go back to it. Don't spoil Years. it. Don't, uh, don't, don't, just don't do it. pretty much all I do now. No, but, <laughs> but that's not... Literally Lee's IP. You're... <laughs> Story-based games, adventure-based games, long-format games, all of that kind of stuff. It's just not a good idea. I've ruined the memory of so many games going back to them in that way. And it's it's not a good plan. So I have that memory of Fallout New Vegas ingrained in my brain. And I will always compare it to every single game through through the rose-tinted glasses that I perpetually wear. I started playing Outer Worlds, and it's one of these games is so bizarre. We kept going to go back to it. And every time we went to go and have a session, because as I've said before, I'm playing these single-player games, live-streaming on Discord, and my mates are all watching. We're all kind of making the decisions together. And this is a perfect game for that, because there's loads of different dialogue decisions. You can you can pick and choose your path, and you, some of them are so funny and brilliant. And depending on the skills that you've picked, you get different dialogue options and different trees and paths to go down and all this kind of stuff. Good fun. So we're playing all of this together. It works really nicely. The problem is, every single time it go, we go to do a session. Oh, are we going to play Outer Worlds tonight? My immediate reaction was, oh. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. <coughs> and then an hour into doing it, somebody goes, oh, okay, it's getting a bit late now. I'm going to have to go to bed. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm into this now. I'm, I am into this now. So then we all of a sudden we've done a four and a half hour session and everybody's absolutely knackered. But then the next time we go back to play it, my immediate reaction is, oh, well... <laughs> does a fantastic job while you're playing it of drawing you in and sucking you in. But it is not so bombastic that when you're not playing it, you, you know, those games where you think, I can't wait to get back home to play that. Mm. I can't wait to get home and do this on this game. Yeah. It's like that. And it's very bizarre because when I'm playing it, I have a great time and it's really enjoyable. When I'm not playing it, I forget about it. It has made no impact whatsoever, really, long-term in my brain. But when I am playing it, I think this is really nice. One of the biggest problems I have is we started the game, and as I tend to do nowadays, I put it on hard. So it was a bit too hard at the beginning, but we struggled through it. I had to switch it down to normal for one particular encounter, and then we put it back up to hard again. Now, it was kind of challenging, and then we did this random thing, and in the middle of freaking nowhere, we found this gun called the Old Faithful. And it was far and away, like, a metric fuckton better than what I was carrying. Like, not even close. So I put this thing on. Even though I was trying to specialise in pistols, this massive heavy machine gun, which uses light ammo for reasons that only the developers understand, (laughs) was, like, ridiculously better. All of a sudden, even on hard... I am absolutely eviscerating everything in front of me. And because I'm eviscerating everything in front of me, I am now got so much money. So all I've done is just pumped all of my skill points into um, into carry weight, right? So I am now essentially a Tesco's van with a cannon, <laughs> right? So I am just driving around this wasteland, absolutely obliterating everything, picking up... And because I'm so... I, because I could kill everything, I was... I. There was this place, and it basically said, don't go here, you will die. Murder dead. And I'm like, but there's a flight point to it. <laughs> so it couldn't be instant murder dead, surely. 
So let's go there. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Let's go there. So we went there, and, and the place was crawling with these great big bad guys. You're clearly not meant to be able to kill at this point in the game, and I'm killing them. And I've only killed like a handful of them. And these motherfuckers are dropping shit that I should not be getting at this point in the game. So immediately then, I double the power of the gun that was already twice as powerful as it needed to be. By getting an even bigger gun that was even more powerful and even more ridiculous. And then I take it to this tooling station. And then I double its power again by upgrading it. So now I'm essentially this like level 7 dweeb (coughs) carrying around... Yeah, do you know what I mean? Carrying around a ranged Mjolnir and just oh, beasting everything in sight. It makes you. It makes it's it's made the combat kind of cool because. But there's absolutely zero fear. There is no fear whatsoever <laughs> that anything could go wrong. Because I've got no fear, I'm not using the companion abilities because there's just no need. And some of them are really cool. And mm-hmm. it's it's fun because you get to just run balls into stupid fights that you would never run balls into like that you'd use way more tactics and i'm just legging it in and there's a slow-mo mechanic i didn't mention the slow-mo mechanic i don't fucking use it it's just i'm just mowing in they have missed the balance this sounds like you've um you've got bored and turned on cheat mode and yeah it it feels like (laughs) that just plow through the rest of the game um but that lets me get to the dialogue options and the other bits and bobs of the game, which are really good. And there's loads of other things about the game that are really, there's nothing wrong with it, right? Apart from clearly the balance <laughs> is off. Um, there's nothing wrong with the game. It's like, it's great and it's fun and it's wacky and it's stupid. The problems are the great fun, wacky, stupid parts that you will see in the trailer where the, you've got these science weapons and the science weapons are, you've got a shrink ray and you've got a hammer that turns people's faces inside out and you've got something that puts people's arms on their legs and, and all this. You never fucking use them. They're shit. They're <laughs> funny for a minute. And then you're like, well, I'm never going to use that again. Here's this enormous fucking gun that is way bigger than I should be using. I'm now going to use this. <coughs> Great. I launched the thing on the floor. It made somebody fly through the air and scream as they were going past me. Brilliant. That was funny. And I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. So, do you know what? Play it. If, you've, if you get it in a bargain bin, give it a go. If you love the Fallout games, give it a go. I haven't finished it yet. That's a key thing. Isn't it Game Pass? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, somebody only told me that after uh, I bought it. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I played it. It was straight to Game Pass as well. I played it on release. Yeah, um, I got it on one of the CD key style sites, so it wasn't terribly expensive. Um, I put twenty four hours into this thing now. You got your money's worth. Um, I've got my money's worth. Hmm. I'm more than happy with that. But it is, it's got some problems that if you're willing to ignore those problems or not take horrible advantage of those problems, as I did, (laughs) then you will probably have a great time with the game. The dialogue options are really funny. It's extraordinarily reminiscent of Fallout. I only found out 20 hours in that you could steal from people. So, by the way, you can steal from people. Um, the, the, The companions are really good and actually very engaging. And there are certain companions that you want to keep with you all the time because you like them. And certain companions companions that you will leave on the ship the majority of the time because you just don't fucking like them at all. Not because, And there are a couple of companions that like carbon copies of each other, which is a little bit boring. But the good ones that have got good backstory are very good. And, and there's cool... Because like, I haven't come across a relationship option with the main character yet, but there's cool relationship options with the with the side characters, which is really nice, and unexpected relationship options with the side characters as well. And it's all... It's, that's quite nice, and it's well-written. And then you'll have other parts of the game that are totally not well-written at all. So it's clearly a couple of different people working on this. <laughs> um, but, no, it's good. Fun, reminiscent of Fallout games, different twist, 
got these wacky little things in it and if you enjoy those wacky little things that'll add a dimension to it that weren't in any well weren't in the majority of the fallout games and not to the degree that they have it in this um but don't expect jumping puzzles because you can't fucking jump in this game is really frustrating <laughs> no jump at all there you go oh you can jump just don't expect to get anywhere with it <laughs> <laughs> it's one of these games where you walk up to a cliff that's about a foot high and i can jump up that and then you just jump at it and slide mm. down <laughs> oh no it is that is pretty no annoying and it's got a dodge mechanic in it. I don't use that either. <laughs> Just the big gun. It's like they've added a load of mechanics. It's like, oh, we need an answer to VATS. We need something yeah. similar to VATS. Yeah, we'll put the slowdown to utterly pointless. <laughs> Completely pointless mechanic. Don't fucking bother <laughs> with it. I'm sure if you level it all the way up, it's probably pretty cool, but just I don't use it at all, ever. So there you go. That's Outer Worlds. Um... <laughs> Not purchasing it. <laughs> no, but it's on, do you know it's it's good. I'm, pro- I'm misrepresenting it probably a little bit more than I should be, but I've got to be honest. I've got to be fair in the, in the appraisal. The Fallout games weren't perfect. If I was talking now about Fallout Three, I would not be singing its its yeah. praises so strongly. I would probably be evaluating it very similarly to the way I am doing it right now. Yeah, at the end of Fallout Three, people generally regarded it as a masterpiece. This is never going to be that because Fallout Three exists. But it's going. To, it's it's trying to come close and do something a bit different, and it does. It succeeds in that. And for people who are in more of a mindset to play this game than I was, because I'm in one of those brain spaces right now where I don't know what to play. Do you know? Do you know, you're looking at every single. You're like, I I don't know if I'm up for that. Oh, I don't know if that's the kind of game I want right now because there is no game that I want right now. I have zero idea what I want to play at all so i'm just buying random fucking games and giving them a go and while i'm enjoying them for what they are because i wasn't in the right zone of mind for them i'm probably not experiencing them as, as fondly as i would have done otherwise yeah. so there you go anyway that's game i've, I've spoken too much too, too many me somebody else i've been playing warzone call of duty warzone cool somebody else <laughs> well, i've been trying to play call of duty warzone they released their big update this week and uh, the plan was to nuke the map so you get a new map. They nuked the fucking servers at the same time. It didn't work. No, they had uh, queues on the loading screens for up to an hour to get into oh the God. game lobbies. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it seems to have been fixed now. So we we played last night the four of us that we play, and it, it it seems to be working. And you've gone back to the the map, which is now in 1984. So things look lovely, and it's all very cool and stuff. <laughs> I've not seen it yet, but you never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it it's 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 a fun game to play, the battle, battle royale style, obviously. And um, yeah, but they yeah they had a big fuck up with this event because the plan was to nuke the map and then introduce zombies on the map and all this all this other stuff. But it just didn't work. They just ruined the experience for like three or four days. And when you only play, because so many people came back to the game because they were excited about the update, and they weren't expecting that volume of people to come back. I should do, but I'd imagine so. But there's a hundred million players in this game. It's one of the most played games in the world, and it's they should have been ready for this. This is Raven Software, but it's essentially EA, isn't it? It's Call of Duty. They've got someone just oh, Activision, sorry. something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a just someone Activision coming the just. <laughs> Tripped over a cable. Yeah. <laughs> Plugged that hoover in there It's it's amazing the bugs that come out of what could have otherwise what otherwise seemed like bomb proof code as soon as you had a hundred thousand people on top of it. Oh yeah. God, yeah. But yeah, they broke it for a week and it's it's back now and it's working well and it, they gave a free weekend of the, the Call of Duty Cold War game for people that were trying to play. So 
that was alright but yeah it's, it's good fun I think I'm far more forgiving of this kind of thing nowadays for two reasons firstly I'm not one of those mugs that will attempt to play the game during the opening window because I've been burnt far too many times to even attempt that anymore and secondly, it's just a normal thing, right? People get things wrong. Mistakes were made. It's yeah. frustrating if you spent the money and you bought the game or if it's on a free weekend and therefore you don't get to play. Yeah, no, no, but, nobody minded when Cyberpunk 2077 come out. Woo! Well, we didn't because we didn't buy it because we weren't foolhardy enough Oops. to think... Okay, sorry. <laughs> Ross was foolhardy enough. We collectively weren't foolhardy enough to buy a game that was a brand new IP from a company notorious for overrunning on its development cycles that was brought out too early on consoles that clearly couldn't run it. I could and play the rest it now. Was... <laughs> you now I've got it. my new console. I oh, yeah, but you haven't it. got it, right? No, you I don't I, own the game. I've got a refund for it. <laughs> yeah, I could buy it again <laughs> and try and play it again. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. What was it like then? It's, yeah, it's the, new, it's, it's, it's the same map, but it's been kind of touched up and they've redone some places and removed a few bits and put a few new bits in and it's... It's good. It's kind of good relearning the map, and it's always fun. Like I play with uh, my brother-in-law and two of his mates, and we play like two nights a week, and it's just good fun to play games with friends. It's always fun to play games with friends. And Call of Duty Two on the Xbox 360 was the first one that I played multiplayer and made a lot of good friends on Xbox with. And it's it's kind of gone downhill over the years, and, it, and it's kind of it feels good to be playing with friends again. It's nice. It's it's a solid game. This is the other thing. I went through a phase of going through a lot of Battle Royales because I really enjoyed them. And I think it's a really solid game. And also, one one thing... that I, I mean, I never found a massive problem with this, but it, I didn't play it for an exhaustive amount of time. I never felt like I was being matchmade with, with huge amounts of people that are simply so much better than me yeah. that there was never any hope of me even competing with them. Now, don't get me wrong. I did just drop dead because somebody sniped me from a different postcode every now and then. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't as bad as it was in PUBG, as an example. Yeah. They seem to have, um, with the new update nerfed some of the cheaters as well because it was getting ridiculous that every game you'd play you'd be getting followed through a wall basically and they'd just see where you were and shot as soon as you came, as soon as you appeared or yeah like instantly snapping onto your heads to kill you immediately it's they is, seem to have fixed it, a little bit is that bit on there. console as well as PC? yeah because it's, it's multiplayer and you can't turn it off it's crossplay yeah know. you can't turn it off it has to be you have to play crossplay and you can tell when you get killed by someone else in their exactly. life you can tell Just when you get killed by a PC player. <laughs> yeah, because the, of the I, control of the gun. The, it's not. It's not right. And, and unfortunately, this is one of the. I have always been a massive advocate for crossplay in in all all games. And I know a lot of console players have been completely, completely against it. And I complete. I understand why in FPSs there is an advantage to be had with the mouse and yeah, keyboard. Hugely, That's yeah. not to say that people who are pro players or even just good players with a pad are not going to absolutely rinse me despite the fact that I'm using a mouse and keyboard. There is still a skill level needed to, to back, back up the control set. But the ceiling for a mouse and keyboard by default is higher than the ceiling for a pad until you get really good with yeah. it. The biggest problem with this entire idea is cheating. Yeah. Cheating is horrific on PC. It's and it's so easy just to not like that on console. Just yeah. set up a, a, a hotkey and that's it, they're on. In Warzone as well, there was that event a while ago where one of the um, characters, uh, one of the, the actresses that plays one of the characters in Call of Duty ha- was streaming and she, she was streaming, mm. sub-streaming other people's streams. Yeah. So she went into a stream with, with these people that were playing Warzone and um, caught two of them hacking. <laughs> and then these people who were pretty big streamers went off at her like 
completely tutor out who the hell are you what do you know and all this kind of stuff i mean like one of the characters in the game it's just that is just the whole thing about the female experience of most nerd entities one of them was who are you well one of of these streamers one of these streamers was a girl it was a boyfriend and girlfriend Oh, look, that were, that, I'm just saying, Cod, along with a few other choice, you know, good golden nuggets of games, do not have a, a good female-friendly environment. No, no, and no, they're, they're the kind of game where my temper is just like, oh, I will I will find you, I will burn your house to the ground. <laughs> so I just don't play those games. No, this is why I always party up with my friends and have, we have our own chats and that's it. That you is largely why I stopped playing on Xbox, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Because the experience on Xbox Live at the time, I don't know what it's like now, was very it's, toxic. It's, it's so it's unnecessary. It's like, oh my goodness, I just I'm too old for this. Yeah. Too old, can't be bothered. I've got a certain amount of time to play games and I do not want my experience ruined by you cunts. Petrol's okay. expensive. <laughs> 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 Look. This is crossplay, so just to ruin your experience even further, if you've ever got a slot open, I think I've still got this game installed. Well, you might, of course, win. Like we won the game the other day, and it's completely by fluke, basically. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way you're going to win if I'm in the team. How many people can you have in the team now? Are they increasing? Four quads you can have now. Quads. Okay, cool. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to give this a go. Lee, mm. your second game. Have you been playing anything that was released after the year 2000? Oh, I don't know when it was released, actually. I think it was. Uh, it's a Zelda game. Ooh. But I didn't get Right, on. you're getting three strikes. That's not a strike, but that, so that's okay. okay. Zelda game, go. Uh, it's, it's on the Wii. Strike. <laughs> <laughs> the Wii was a good console. They're all on the Wii. The Zelda game on the Wii? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Skyward Sword. Yeah, that's strike, after strike. 2000. What? Yeah. It's after 2000. For that. Yeah, but that's not the point. It's Skyward Sword. What's wrong with Skyward Sword? It's not good. Yeah, I, actually, I have to agree. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the end of Lee's segment? Well, I, I, it was. Uh, I think it was partly to, I because I, I set the Wii up and I installed a few games and I was having a good time playing some GameCube games on it, that sort of thing. And and I and I thought to myself, I want to recapture the feeling of playing. Uh, my two favourite Zelda games are. Uh, Link's Awakening and uh, Wind Waker and I wanted to uh, go back to Wind Waker but I knew that I'd played that you know to death and I didn't really want to ruin that memory so I thought I'll go back and play you know what the Wii's best Zelda was and so I googled it and apparently it's Skyward Sword uh, I don't know if that's what? yeah apparently yeah. that's that's uh, well, the general consensus Twilight Princess. Twilight, yeah, right? yeah, yep. Yeah. I was going to play Twilight Prin- Twilight Princess, so I thought I'll Google this and find out which one. And apparently, it's Skyward Sword. Was I playing a different game to everybody else? What? I don't know. There's a lot of waggling going on. Um, like, uh, not like stuff. So <laughs> I gave it a go, and um, I I gave it probably four hours of gameplay. And I did what I did with Breath of the Wild, which I didn't get off with for the same reason, where I just ended up wandering around, just poking around in places and and not really being too worried about going back to the storyline. Because there was just that open world part of it that that just distracts me. It doesn't uh, add to the game for me. Um, I, I, they, they kind of were starting to do that with Wind Waker, giving you a bit of open world, going around in your boat and that sort of thing. 
but there was enough guidance there to actually uh, channel you into the story uh, occasionally to to push you uh, along the narrative a little bit further each time but this this is like yeah you can just go and sit in a shop you know and you can go and buy you know buy some soup um, <laughs> this one so this one was made exclusively for the Wii right did it come out on anything else did it come out on the Wii U eventually I I think it did actually yes um, because and I know it's coming out on the Switch soon Twilight Princess somebody's somebody's going to ring me for this Twilight Princess from memory because I had Twilight Princess on the GameCube and then I re-bought Twilight Princess on the Wii because I loved it but it was a game that wasn't designed exclusively for the Wii controllers. It was designed for a normal controller, but you could also play it with the Wii controllers. Whereas Skyward Sword was designed exclusively and specifically for the Wii controllers. And I felt that that really hurt it. Yep, that was my other big problem with it. Because I started with the um, with the motion controls. It wasn't too bad to start with the, the sword action. You, you could... Um you could really kind of guide the sword to where you wanted to. There's certain enemies that you have to hit in a certain direction to to kill them. And most of the time that worked, but it didn't work enough of the time to make me feel that this was a better way of doing it than just with a controller. It, yeah. it, was, it was a hit and a miss for me. If it's a frustrating, it's not an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Wii controllers were shit, weren't they? Can we just say it now? They're fucking... Yeah, they, they were. In uh, certain implementations, uh, yeah. they worked really well. But, mm. you know, the Wii walked so that we could have Beat Saber today. Well, yeah, true. Mm. The, the, as soon as I realised you could do it sitting down, just doing that with the controller. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Wii Sports. <laughs> we, you could do that with Wii Sports, but I've got to take issue with that because if you tried to do that with the Motion Control Plus, was it? The advanced yeah, one with the plug-in bit, and you tried to do that with that on Wii Sports Resort in bowling, it wouldn't work. I never spent any more money after the first week. It knows you're a lazy bastard. That that attachment was a lazy detector. Uh, In fact, most of the attachments that they released after that were a lazy detector because it was that. That knew if you were being lazy with your arms. There was a pad that knew if you were being lazy generally. There was a bike that definitely knew if you were being lazy. That that is all Nintendo wants to know. How lazy are you? How lazy are you? Um, I will say the one game that worked excessively well with the motion, in fact, too well with the Wii motion controllers, was um, Resident Evil 4. Okay. Yeah, I did enjoy Silent that. Silent Hill Shattered Memories was really good. I never played that. I love it. I did not play that. Resident Evil 4 is now getting a VR release. Oh my god. By the way. Are you putting so- a flossing tool at yourself? <laughs> yeah, I am. Sorry. <laughs> I've got dental harp. <laughs> what a dental harp let's not i don't think we need to go too far into that do we? No. don't play the dental harp hell <laughs> okay so we've gone back to i'll give you i'll give you points for that because that one was at least on a console that most people listening to this are going to remember <laughs> thanks <laughs> if not fondly yeah um okay l okay so we don't have enough time for me to be excited about the nine-foot-tall lady cakes that is about to, you know, proceed vastly into our peripheries in the form of a goth no, I giant mess. I think we do if you've played it. I, no, I haven't played it. Um, oh. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it to come out. I'm so excited, but I just want people to know I'm excited. Um, talking about weird games. Let's talk about a weird game. We talked about 1984. Let's talk about Buddy Simulator 1984. Um, Everybody hits Google. Yep. It's amazing. 
so it's uh, this really weird take on like, <clears throat> hey, we've made an AI to be your buddy and it'll play games with you. Look at it, isn't it cool? And it starts out on this DOS screen and you, you know, you, it asks you questions and you do this text adventure with it and then it starts getting better. So you start playing games like... Uh, uh, rock paper scissors and all these kind of different things and it goes oh we can we can do better than this and it puts you into this adventure game and it slowly progresses and advances and makes it more in depth uh, and the more better the game becomes the more it breaks and the seams start pulling away and you begin to see this fragile horrific entity suffering from a bizarre combination of existential crises loneliness and trying to understand what friendship is and it is both horrifying and amazing i love it and it wants you to kill the dog (laughs) this looks like doki doki literature club for lee yeah, uh, people who like Undertale will also like it. Sorry, Lewis, I know you're not here. I will mention that it it was a it was not universally loved. <laughs> Remaining strong um, for Lewis. So this reminds me weirdly. Christ, what was the game called? And this is um, February 2021. Cracking edge of weird. I actually oh, yeah. kind of, I actually kind of like the look of this. Is that weird? It's good. I kind of like the look of this. You don't know for too long. No, this is this is. I, I oh, have many weird. Return of the Obradin. <laughs> it's got it's got feelings of yeah, Return of the Obradin, yeah. or um, or that that game that makes the that guy that makes those games. No, there was a game that I played recently, ish, which was all about puzzly things that was set in like Stranger Things era. Yeah. Oh, the, the one that we were talking about, the one in the in the keyboard and you in the room with the keyboard and the screen and the thing yes it it is like that yeah but this does it this goes one better so you know the games that like make changes on your pc when you're playing the game yeah uh so you can go around and you you dig up secret things and it unearths like written text files within the in the game uh, directory right. so you can like go out of the game and read through these text files uh, and you basically go through this backstory of like this i think it's like a father who's like developing the, the game to give to his son and someone is ill i think the dad is ill and he's like coming to terms with like him not being able to see his son anymore and like the game will be the way that he can interact with his child after death and i'm like oh yeah. Cool. I've just got it. You you you've asked for weird <laughs> games, so you just bought that. And you have to live. No, no, it's a demo. Oh, it's a demo. It's <laughs> a demo. We're hitting all the demo. Games we can talk today. about it next month. I weirdly really like the look of this, and I'm not. I couldn't even tell you why I like the look. I of got this. you to get two demos, Rich. Yeah. Two. <laughs> you haven't got me to spend any money yet. I know, but one day. one day I actually really like the look of this and I don't know whether it's because Lee has been gradually force feeding me uh, retro stuff (laughs) and I still haven't yet decided whether it's a route I want to go down but this this feels like 
it's kind of not quite that, but close enough that I can say I played something that's meant to be retro, but isn't. Like the Grim Reaper, retro will take you all. <laughs> I don't think it will. I'm already God, there. he's like the guy from Event Horizon, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> You're all with me. Right. Okay. I actually like the look of that one, and I'm not saying that because I don't do that anymore. I'm not <laughs> just I'm not just blowing smoke up yet. You can, you can I, give your honest opinion and critique. I actually kind of like the look of that. All right, time. okay. I'm going to play the demo, but to be fair, on Steam, the game is only £6.99. Yeah. Under £15. Weird game. Done. <laughs> Weird game, under £15. Do you know what? I could make a mint off L. Yeah. <laughs> I could spin up, spin up a studio exclusively it's just called Weird me. Games Under £15. <laughs> okay, cool. I think, what? Well, we've all had two games. Yeah. God, we're a bunch of renegades, aren't we? <laughs> like, um, yeah. Do what we want. Do you know, I don't even think there's that much... Like like a true... Because we've been talking about so much retro stuff, right? That we've only got a limited amount of tape <laughs> to record this week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <I> actually do. <laughs> only so because, many flops. Yeah. We've only got a limited, limited quantity of flops. <laughs> you know, if you could see me nowadays, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually have a limited amount of tape. So I've been told that we have to keep this recording under a certain amount of time. Which I think potentially could be a stealth lie. <laughs> I don't know why it would be a stealth lie. That's uh, that's just a lie, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll I outright tell you if I we just could want be to a regular it. lie. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't think we need to force the issue. I don't think we need to force things. We're not talking about news or any of that other bullshit anymore. We're just going to talk about the shit that we want to talk about and then go home. Yeah. So um, I reckon it's probably last orders, boys mm. and girl. I think that's it. We just. We're going to call it a night. Sorry, that slipped out, Elle. It's all right. Sorry about that. She's one of the first boys. Time. Point my harp at you. <laughs> the first time that's happened to me in a pub. Um, right. Okay, that's fine. I've got other stuff that I want to talk about as well, actually, but I'm going to refrain because otherwise then we're all going to have to have a third game and, Lee, yeah. and Lee's is probably going to be really old. Got to have something in for next time. Okay, yeah. look, I'll make you a deal. How about this? If you play something newer than 2010 for the next episode, Mm -hmm. I will play something earlier than 2000. Okay. Newer than 2000. I can do that. We need photographic proof of this. (laughs) Hang on. Photographic proof? Yeah. All right, fine. I'm going to give something. I don't know what it is yet. I'll take a videogram of me playing it if you want. Here's the problem. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to be setting up his pinhole camera. (laughs) (laughs) Limited flops. Limited (laughs) flops. He's only got a single pinhole. Okay. You do realise that that there are games still being released for the ZX Spectrum. Not by normal people, though. (laughs) Not by not actual sensible people. It's after 2010. See, weirdly, that would be that game that Elle just showed us yeah, would kind work. of be perfect <laughs> if somebody actually released that on one of those really old consoles. Oh my god, that'd be terrifying. That would um, be really good, like if they sold it on a floppy disk as well. Oh. Like, I don't know where you'd get a floppy disk. I'd get the proper creepypasta then. <laughs> but you'd also have to like buy a really old console to play it on, and I would imagine that's a very narrow market. Yeah, that's niche. That's a lot, that's a lot of effort for a small amount of income, yeah. really. That is it? niche. Yeah. All right. So, for next time, 
Ross is going to have to have played more exclusive Xbox Series X games. I nearly said Xbox One X. This is the stupidest naming convention that they could possibly have come up with. I genuinely thought, after calling the Xbox One the Xbox One, that they could not have got any worse. But they topped it. Yeah. They did it. Well done. Well, I've just downloaded a baseball game, which is an Xbox One X exclusive, so get ready for that next month. Baseball game. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Does it use motion controllers? Developed by Sony Studios on the Xbox. Imagine the second that, most expensive console that's ever existed, and you download a baseball game. I mean, it looks fantastic. It plays like baseball, but it looks fantastic. <laughs> Every American just switched off. Elle's going to play more weird shit, Lee's going to play more old shit, and I'm going to play more shit that I don't actually want to play, but I've got no be- nothing better to do in my life. Well, if you two are swapping games, I mean, I'll just swap games. You should play some... <gasps> yeah, sports ball. 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 should play some Xbox One X game. Mm, I'll play no. some weird games. No, play sports ball no. game. Ella's got to play some sports ball. Yeah, games. and Ross has got to play. Oh, I'll find, L. L. I'll find the weirdest thing on Game Pass. Shall I? <laughs> Elle has got to pick a creepypasta game for Ross to play. <laughs> oh, I think we might, oh, have we got. Go. I think we might have some video content here. I think we might have some 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 kind of video oh, content God. with me playing a really old game. Lee, I feel like Lee's got the easy end of the deal here, though, because I've got to play a retro game, and he's got everything after 2010. <laughs> that doesn't You laid down fair. the rules. I, I can't change them now. Well, I, I didn't realise that they were going to become serious rules at the time that I said them. Your son got a FIFA 21, Lee, because you can play that. That'd be fun. <laughs> FIFA 21? <laughs> what, me? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> what, me playing that? Oh, no, anyway. I've got it. Lee's got to play Rust. Play uh, Rust. No, Lee's got to actually play I Rust for, Rust for an amount of time. You played Rust? I played, it with, I played it with you. Did you? Yeah. I remember that. Shit, I'll have to find something else then. <laughs> all right, never mind. Look, this let's is rough Jeez. God, I feel like this should all be an off-air conversation. <laughs> right, look, we're going we're gonna to call it a day and, and a week and possibly even a month. And hopefully next time we're going to be back and Lewis is going to be here, but we might have to, to have somebody else not here. It might be me. I might have a holiday, like I said at the beginning. Um... But we'll all have played different things, probably not any of the things that we've just discussed because it was a terrible idea. It was done in heat at the moment, and I now slightly regret it. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening and staying with us, despite all of the rubbish that I've been speaking, definitely despite all of the rubbish that Lee's been speaking, and all of the great things that Ross and Elle have been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back very soon. We keep promising we're doing this, and we're actually doing it now, so you can fucking take that to the bank. Yep. This is definitely happening. We'll be back in a few weeks' time, whenever the fuck we decide to do it, with another episode. Thank you very much for listening. It's been Ready Player Two, episode 95, that nobody needed to remind me about. I have been Rich. You can find me on Twitter at Zebwen, that's Z-E-B-W-E-N. You can find all of us on Twitter at ReadyP2. Uh, you can find L at... Escaping IRL. Oh, God, that was very quick. You can find Lee at... At ZZ, Lee ZZ. And you can find Ross at... Ross Bell at 1984. And the tapes run out. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we have 10 seconds left. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.